The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hello, and welcome to Lucas Lectures, hosted by the big fish himself, veteran Lucas. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's topic. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Lucas Lecture. It's me, Veteran Lucas. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day or night. Now, we did get that new trailer that dropped this week. Actually, I am recording on the night that that trailer dropped. I want to talk a lot about some of those Pokemon. We didn't get too many new Pokemon. We got some new ideas. We got those stunning professors, no matter which way you uh, go. They, they're both very look good looking. But we will talk about them next week when we have the gang here with the Lucas Lecture it just feels kind of wrong to do it without everybody else. Today, we are going to be talking about a very specific ability. One that kind of rules the meta when it comes to fighting. One that changes the landscape of how a lot of us fight when you're playing in Pokemon. And that is Intimidate. Think about it. Imagine a world without Intimidate. How many teams have you had to fight and you walk in, and before you even get to pick what you do, you're already at a disadvantage because they have Intimidate, and you didn't prepare properly. Dropping someone's attack in the beginning of a fight is pretty big flex. Pokemon takes this ability from the natural world, just like 99% of all of its other ideas. But what does it mean to actually use Intimidate in the natural world? How is it used, and why do some animals use it? And I kind of want to go over today not just the animals that use it, why they use it, but also talk about how each Pokemon might use it compared to their real-world counterparts, and even go into some Pokemon that deserve to have Intimidate just based on what they are. This is the new one for me, just deciding to go a whole episode on just one ability, but again, it's, it's a pretty powerful ability. I swear, if this next generation does not give you like an Intimidate for special attack, I think that's just a waste. I think that would just annihilate like any sense of the meta and completely flip it on its head. I really, really hope someone doesn't. Anywho, why do you think an animal would want to intimidate another animal? Like, if you think about it, what's the game? In most cases, it is to avoid conflict. If you wanted to make intimidate more realistic, instead of making something lower its attack, it would either make it lower its defense or it would give you a 100% chance to run away. The goal of any intimidation tactic, either from an animal or a human, is to reduce the energy you would spend fighting and still achieve a similar or same result. If you are an animal and you are face-to-face with something that might hurt or eat you, your choices are pretty limited by the amount of energy it's going to cost you. If you fight, you may win. You possibly could even crush your opponent, but then you might risk being injured or you risk running out of uh, venom, or you're going to uh, run into some issue where you just could have spent that energy better. Like, if a cobra bit everything that ever threatened it, yeah, it would definitely run out of venom pretty quickly. That's why it has the hood. The hood is there to kind of show off, hey, I do have venom, don't make me use it. If a bird, for example, tries to fly away from every single conflict, it would get chased, and it would have to spend its energy trying to get away. And as we've talked about before, Flight is expensive. Flying is difficult, not just like on the airways today. It's like it's really, really energy consuming. This is why so many animals have intimidation tactics and try to force their attackers to back off. 
it has applications not just in prey and predator relations, but also during mating selection. Why fight the guy at the bar when you can just flex and see who has the lowest body mass index? Everyone is saved the trouble of the actual fight. No one has to clean up afterwards, and the result is still the same without as much injury. Now, the most common tactic for any sort of intimidation in nature is to make yourself look bigger and tougher than you are. Cats and dogs will raise their hair, and cats especially will arch themselves backwards to appear as big as possible. Uh, not to mention making noises that demonstrate that you are going to hurt, your hissing, your barking, etc. Monkeys and crows, again, will scream and holler at a threat with the goal of being that the cacophony of noise is going to be so disorientating that it will dissuade anything from coming close to you. Sometimes, all it takes is just the right color pattern. A monarch butterfly is orange and black for a reason. These are the colors of poison in the bug world. That alone is enough to intimidate any bird into even thinking twice about eating them. Rattlesnakes are literally the best snake to talk about when it comes to built-in intimidation. They have a specific organ designed to scare away anything trying to hurt them so they don't have to use their venom. A lot of people are scared of rattlesnakes. I love them because they literally warn you before they attack. Now, the one really, really fun example for mating intimidation is the elephant seal. Look at the size of an elephant seal male compared to a female sometimes. You will see that just this sheer mass is intimidation. Being so large that a smaller male has to think twice before even coming near you in your harem of 30 females. It's just being big and terrifying is good enough to intimidate even other big and terrifying animals that you are not going to be worth the fight. If an animal is not intimidating by itself, it might just depend to be something it's not. Like such as the case of, you know, those caterpillars who are going to evolve to look like snakes. A caterpie's inspiration is based on a caterpillar that tries to pretend to be an animal that it's not. Or you can even think of it like uh, schools of fish. When schools of fish get together as a way of trying to avoid being eaten by pretending to be a larger organism. That intimidates sharks and dolphins and other animals from coming too close because they might get hurt. Although to be honest, that trick doesn't really work that well with dolphins. They're ridiculously smart. So for all the Pokemon with Intimidate in-game, I gotta say, most of them kind of earn it based on the animal or the theme that they are going for. Uh, I'm going to talk about a bunch of them that I really like, uh, but I will say I'm going to exclude the ones that are too human-y. Hitmontop, I love you. You're amazing, but you're not based on an animal. You're based on Eddie Gorder from Tekken. So let's go ahead and talk about dogs first, because we have plenty of dog Pokemon, your Growlithe, your Snubble, the Stoutland line, and they all would use Intimidate the same way a normal dog would. Barking, growling, pure size, and terror. Uh, I, I really love it that Little Pup is the only one in the Stoutland line that does not get Intimidate, because honestly, why would it? Look at it. I mean, it could bark all it wants, it could put its hair on end, it can lower its tail and try and challenge them with some growling and some pacing, but that would only work with the bigger animals. Uh, really, when it comes to the cats, only Shinx and Litten have Intimidate, which we'll get to later on why I don't think that's accurate. Uh, there should be some others, honestly, but... Uh, they're similar to dogs. They're going to flex their back. They're going to try and look as big as possible. Incineroar is a wrestling superstar, so he knows how to induce fear with body language and eye contact and a giant flaming belt. Gyarados and Salamence, they're easy. Look at them for like two seconds and you see enough to know not to mess with them. 
They're kind of like elephant seals. I mean, they're so big and so terrifying. Once they reach full size, why on earth would you pick a fight with it? You don't need to have flashy colors. You don't need to growl or bark. Just be a Gyarados, and you're automatically going to scare off most everything around you. Now, Ekans and Arbok, just mwah, chef's kiss. Amazing. Love their designs. Always have. Little too much um, blending with Ekans and like the different snakes, but I think it's really cool that they're both different kinds of snakes. They both have intimidate, and they both have the different methods of intimidation that each snake species would have. With Ekans is rattlesnake-like tail, Arbox is cobra-like hood. This, yes, 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 that is exactly how these animals would work. Now, if you look at some of the more horned and antlered animals, we have Tauros and we have the Stantler line, which would probably use intimidation to both avoid being, you know, prey, try and scare off any big predators, but they also might use it for mating. Uh, to avoid predation, just charging at a bigger animal with something that powerful could be enough to dissuade them to think, maybe I'll pick on something a little bit smaller. But again, when you have mating season, those also are going to work really well because by posturing, by trotting along, showing off your stuff, you're going to intimidate any challengers who might come at you. Now, this is a really cool thing you can watch at deer, where deer will butt heads every now and again, but that's usually a last resort. By just grunting and chasing each other off, they're able to avoid the conflict. If they can avoid a fight, that means that they can both make it out and probably survive to another day. Sandile and his whole crocodilian line, whole bunch of fun. If this Pokemon were real, its intimidation would actually be growling and rumbling instead of just the sharp gnashing teeth. I want people to understand this. When you go to like a Florida swamp and you have a thunderstorm, Occasionally, you'll get to hear the alligators bellowing at the lightning and the thunder because to them, that rumble is just the big alligator in the sky. They're just intimidated by it, so they're trying to intimidate back. It's one of the coolest things about crocodilians that the only thing they're really scared of are bigger crocodilians. So by having that growl, it's a really good way to just try and ward off any sort of challenge to their territory. Now, quillfish and overquill, they're kind of different because they do have intimidate. But I don't think they would actively, like, swell up to intimidate. I think they would be, like, a next resort. Like, taking in all that water into the body for a pufferfish is incredibly stressful. It's not something they do readily every single time. I think just having the spikes out is enough for some species of puffer. But in other cases, it would be really difficult for them to intimidate because it certainly costs less than swimming away. But it's still a lot of stress, especially if the animal's patient and can just wait for you to deflate. And the last one I want to talk about is one of the forgotten Pokemon. I'm going to mispronounce this. Masquearian. And this is the one who evolves from Surskit. No one remembers Surskit. It's fine. It's, again, one of those forgotten Pokemon. It has eye spots specifically talked about in the Pokedex for Intimidation. Lots of bugs use this. A couple of birds use this. It's really cool just to have giant big eyes to try and scare off anything coming at you. Now, with all those mons out of the way, let's go ahead and get to the fun. All the Pokemon I mentioned, again, they, they deserve it. It makes sense that these Pokemon would be as terrifying as Gyarados or have flashy flips and kicks like a Hitmontop, and that's why they would get that ability. But there are some Pokemon... That should get intimidated. I believe they should deserve it, even if it would destroy the meta. I think it'd be fun. For example, why not Wishy-Washy? And look, I get it. Wishy-Washy's whole thing is that its ability at the school, it doesn't evolve. But that's really stupid. 
The fact that wishy-washy doesn't evolve into like a bigger wishy-washy in that whole school of fish is really, really, really dumb. If Magneton can be three Magnemite slapped together and Dugtrio can be three Diglett slapped together, why can't an evolved wishy-washy just be a whole ton of them coming together? And like the schooling ability is really irritating because it's just so limiting. The second you get knocked down a peg, it's, it's dumb. The whole reason these fish will get together is to be an intimidation factor. If you wanted to turn this thing into the next Gyarados, which was their plan, if you look at the leveling and how weak Wishy-Washy is, why not just evolve it at 20, drop its stats a little bit, and give it Intimidate? Why not? Just go for it. Such a waste of potential. I mentioned earlier that I think there are other cats that deserve it. Male Pyroar deserves to have it. Now, the reason I say male Pyroar and not female Pyroar is that male lions are evolved and built to be able to defend their pride from attacking lions. That's why they look so big, and that's why a lot of times they sit on tall places and try to be seen. If they are simply seen, that is enough of an intimidation factor to keep most other lions and other animals away from them. They want to keep their section safe and secure. Now, female lions are the hunters and providers. They're the ones who work. They don't want to intimidate they want to stay hidden. They want to sleek through the glass. If I had it my way, I would change it so male and pyroar would go ahead and get intimidate. And female pyroar would get in would get something like um oh what's it named? Infiltrator or a, a one that helps with teamwork. I think that would be really important to have them because that is much more realistic to what these animals would do. Another one, two really, really good examples would be Hippowdon and Walrin. Oh my gosh, 100%. Hippos and walruses are just too terrifying not to get it. Hippos are one of the most dangerous animals on the planet, and walruses are absolutely terrifying, but also incredibly silly. Because when I worked with uh, SeaWorld and Bush Gardens, you learn that you can make them like whistle and burp and do all kinds of sounds. And that's really cute. But then you see them in the wild fighting each other and beating the snot out of each other. And walruses become immediately terrifying. Because there's such masses of meat and muscle and fangs and teeth, there's no reason they should not have Intimidate. Instead of Sand Force for Hippowdon, give it Intimidate. Just It's not necessary to have anything else. A really cool Pokemon that should get it is Phalanx. Oh my god. The fact that Phalanx did not have Intimidate is historically inaccurate and just really just... Ah! Look at it! It is a Roman Legion. Do you know how terrifying it was to meet a Roman Legion in the old days? Think about it. You are some pagan who is just hanging out on this island. You hear the clanging coming. It's like, oh boy, here comes another conflict. All right, let's fight to keep our family safe. And instead of an unruly mob like yourself, you have this well-disciplined, oiled machine who is controlled through flags and whistles. Nothing you do phases them. Nothing you do stops them. They just mow through everyone you've ever known and just keep on marching. The Romans were truly terrifying as a group of people when it came to warfare, especially against those who were ill-equipped to deal with them, and anyone who challenged them on open ground was an idiot. Intimidation deserved. The last one I want to give intimidation to, honestly, I've had a soft spot for this Pokemon for a long time. Steelix, look at it. Look at it. 
if this thing isn't just a steel Gyarados, I don't know what is. It is one of the most terrifying looking Pokemon. If you have this on your team in real life, some Pokemon trainers would probably just like, no, no, I'm done. I'm not dealing with any of this nonsense. I think Steelix should get it just on the pure look at this horrifying metal snake and tell me it's not intimidating. Now, obviously, if I just started giving out Intimidate willy-nilly, it would, like I said earlier, destroy the meta, but I don't care. I am one of those people who think that Intimidate could be a lot of fun to have and with other Pokemon. Now, if you had to reduce some of the Pokemon to do it, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be. A Mawile, no one's using that thing anymore since Megastone. You can get rid of that. No one's going to notice. Uh, I will say, uh, with Stantler... For any of you like thinking meta-wise, keep an eye on Evilite Stantler. Because it has that weird deer now, its stats with Evilite can be really, really useful. And it's got a, a little grab bag of moves here and there that might be useful to a team. I don't know. You might want to check it out. But that's a combo that might go place in the future. Anywho, if this episode's a little bit shorter, it's because we are working on ColossalCon stuff. As soon as I'm done recording this, I'm building a lot of the PowerPoints that we're using for that. If you guys are not going to ColossalCon and can go to ColossalCon, go to ColossalCon. It's going to be an amazing time. You're going to have a lot of fun with everybody. Until then, if you can't come, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day or night. You're the ones who keep this podcast going. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace! Peace.